welcome to Truth Be Told, a weekly broadcast brought to you by Brother Edwards, the mail carrier for the Lord. Happy New Year. It's been a while since you've heard from me. I apologize. Uh, but anyway, we're here. We're going to get going. This is a new season. This is the first episode. Uh, we're going to be walking through the Bible beginning in Genesis and we'll go all the way through to Revelation. However long that takes, we're not in a hurry. We're going to study God's Word. Uh, so let us begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to come and learn together, learn those things which are necessary for our survival while we await, await the arrival of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Teach us, Father. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge and understanding, Father, and help us to be patient and wait on you. Give us clarity when there is no clarity, Father, and help us to gain wisdom each and every day of our lives. Thank you so much for the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for our sins. Again, thank you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, we're in Genesis, and the Genesis is the book of beginnings, okay? We're not going to, but we know that this is the book of beginnings. This is a whole new year. You get to start afresh. I don't make promises, just make action. You know, we don't need to promise ourselves anything. We don't need to make promises to other people. Because one thing about a promise is you can't really keep a promise because you're not in control of life or death. Only God can make a promise and keep it. So you do the best you can to improve on yourself this year. And if it's a small improvement, that's great because that's improvement. You never measure your your rate of improvement off of somebody else's. You run your race according to the way you are designed by God to do it. So let's look at a little bit. Let's see. The, the first thing we would find is that the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now he says, created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, that's just two verses. Now, <clears throat> here we find ourselves, excuse me, uh, seeing the very beginning of our, our, our world as we know it uh, coming into existence. And in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Now, God, we know, is a God of love and truth. And consequently, his love is bound to lead him to reveal the truth to all people everywhere. Well, one of those truths is the truth of our origin. Where did we come from? Another truth, the truth of our purpose. Why are we on earth? Why are we here? And another one, the truth of their end and destiny. Where are we going? The book of Genesis was written to both Israel and to the human race. To reveal the truth of the origin, purpose, and destiny. God's very purpose in creating man is for all people to know these three great truths. Okay, So three purposes can be gleaned from Genesis 
among many, you know, uh, historical, doctrinal, and Christological purpose. The historical purpose to ex- encourage and strengthen Israel in its faith and trust in God. Remember, for about 430 years, the children of Israel suffered the awful bondage of slavery in Egypt. And, you know, during that time, Genesis was being written. Uh, so they were suffering through the trials and temptations of the wilderness wanderings. The one thing that people needed above all else, when we're going through, uh, when we're in bondage, or we're wandering and we don't know where we're going, we need encouragement. So above all else, encourage and strength, encouragement and strength in their faith in God. They needed to have that. So the one thing that the people needed above all else was to to be encouraged and strengthened in their faith in God. Historically, Genesis was written to teach Israel five strong lessons. That they were the only one living, there was only one living and true God. One God who had created and purposed all things to teach Israel its roots that they had actually been chosen by God himself through Abraham, appointed to be the chosen line of God's people, to teach Israel that the promised seed and Savior was to be sent into the world through them. They were the chosen line through whom God was going to save the world. Salvation, the purpose seed, was to come through Israel, to teach Israel that they were to receive the promised land, the land of Canaan, and that God would be faithful to his word and give them the promised land. And now to teach Israel that they must believe and follow God. Now, all of these, these are not things that we should not apply to get, especially to believe and follow God because the Bible teaches without faith is impossible to please God. So you have to believe and follow God. Okay. So, and it taught that they was going to receive the promised land where the Bible teaches us, those of us who believe who've been grafted in, who are now a part of God's family through baptism, we get to go to the promised land too, through Jesus Christ. The doctrine or spiritual purpose of Genesis is to teach all people everywhere, all people everywhere. So to teach that God is sovereign creator, he is the Lord and majesty of the universe, the supreme intelligence and force of all creation, both visible and invisible. To teach that God created man and woman, he created them to pour out his grace upon them and to secure their personal fellowship and service both now and forever, to teach the origin of sin and death, why these two awful things exist and infect the lives of people who's deeply, uh, who they, they affect the lives of people so deeply, excuse me. Uh, another one of the doctrinal spiritual purposes of Genesis is to teach God's mercy and grace, that God has mercy upon man and will pour out his grace upon him. If man will just repent and turn back to God. If you look at the lives of Adam, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you'll see uh, men who, uh, Adam, uh, Noah, these men turned 
turned back to God. They repented. They had to repent at some point. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, necessarily see the words, but you see it in their actions. And when we read, as we are going through uh, the Old Testament, uh, you will uh, be told some of those things about these gentlemen uh, that we have just mentioned uh, here. I may be able to, let's see here, we got Adam, Noah, and see Noah, let's see, the Noah, by faith Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet, as yet unseen and reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. But this he condemned, the, by this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. God warned Noah that he was going to send a massive deluge, deluge, a lot of water on the earth to destroy the human race because of its sin. But he commanded Noah to make a large boat to save his family and animal species. In reverent fear, Noah set about to do exactly what God commanded. He, we know that it took Noah many years to build the ark, and many Bible scholars have made the point that Noah must have been ridiculed by the people, and I say the same thing. They were being ridiculed, and you know, because you know how mean people can be, and he built the ark in the desert. Oh, certainly there had to be, you know, that's crazy, but that's why he was a, he was what we call a fool for Christ. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10, we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in uh, disrepute. Uh, he was a fool for Christ. He'd do anything for Christ. He'd believe anything Christ. I mean, the God said, excuse me to be correct, God, even though they're one and the same. But he, he, he believed him. He didn't challenge him. He didn't question him. He didn't doubt him. He believed him. And that's the point of coming through the Genesis so that you can believe that there's one God in heaven and this God has set this planet in motion and there's going to come to an end and those of us who are steadfast and unmovable in him who have been baptized who believe who do not doubt him just like Noah did not doubt him we will be with him in paradise that's what the ark displays to us it's a type it's a shadow okay so we have to have that same kind of faith that is what we're saying it Genesis doctrinal one of the doctrinal and spiritual purposes of Genesis is to teach the faithfulness of God and his word God is faithful everything he says he can do he he will do and he's done for somebody else before he's done it for you so you and I need to make sure that we contain uh, maintain our faith in God because if we don't then we're just going to be lost so it it teaches the faithfulness of God and his word that what God says and promises will be fulfilled no matter what he has to do to overcome the terrible failings of men no matter what what God promises it will be fulfilled no matter what that's who's in control of the world now it also teaches to teach that all true believers both ancient and present are to receive the promised land and that's what I kind of alluded to just a few minutes ago that if you stick with it you get the promised land now the Christological or Christ-centered purpose to teach that the promised seed 
pointed to Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, that Jesus Christ is the promised seed who came from the godly line of the woman. All right, so we, we, we know the genealogy is listed in Matthew, but we know Seth, Shem, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Judah because we find all of these men in, in, in Genesis. So we'll be looking at them uh, a little bit more in uh, detail. So, so Genesis is a great book of prehistoric times or the great book of creation. In fact, the title, The Book of Creation of the World, was an actual title given to Genesis during the early history of the Jews and Jewish traditions. The Talmudic Times uh, states that. Now, it is the only written record of the prehistoric times or the of our history or our, of our uh, of our excuse me of our creation, uh, our origin. It is the only book. So Genesis is the great book of beginnings, brothers and sisters. It's the great book of beginning. So the very first word of Genesis is Bereshit, which means in the beginning. The Jews have sometimes even referred to the book simply as Bereshit. The Greeks call the book Genesis, which is the title, excuse me, which is the title the English-speaking world has adopted. Genesis means origin, source, generation, beginning. It is a record of several major beginnings. The beginning of the universe, both heaven and earth, the beginning of man and woman, the beginning of God's covenant with man, the beginning of sin, the beginning of salvation, of man's deliverance from sin and death through God's purpose, seed, the savior of the world, the beginning of the family, the beginning of civilization and society, the beginning of nations and races, the beginning of Israel, God's chosen people, and the beginning of hope for the promised land. Genesis is a great book of generations. Brothers and sisters, I want to thank you so much for your time. Brother, I know you're on the road and you want to be home with your family. God bless you. Keep you safe out there. Uh, if you're in the Bosque Farms area, drop by Sundays at 9.30 for Bible class, uh, 10.30 a.m. for worship, and on uh, 6 p.m. for uh, worship on Sundays, and 6.30 for worship on Wednesday evenings. We're a small congregation, but we're a loving congregation. Pray for those who are in need. Pray for our our spiritual POWs, the, the, the poor, the orphans, and the widows. Uh, stay safe and let us close with a word to our Father. And we say thank you, Father, for giving us your kind words, your compassion, your patience, and your love. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your words again. Thank you for blessing us with truth. And thank you for holding us steady in all of the commencement, all of these problems that are going on. Thank you for keeping us safe while we're in captivity in Babylon. You are our God. You are the most high. Thank you so much. In Jesus' blessed name, amen.